Hello and welcome to Crystal Core Radio. Brian and Chris here coming at you with the live letter number 66 summary. Breaking down six hours. If you guys want to go watch the full version, the VOD over on Twitch or on Ginger Prime exists. We're going to take six hours. We're going to condense this into three sections, all breaking down over here on the channel. So if you're here at work to game, be sure to like, favorite, subscribe and share. And uh, also check out uh, part one, part two, part three. This is going to be an epic show. Uh, so thanks for those of you who are joining us here live. Uh, if you are listening to the audio version of the podcast, be sure to rate us. Give us a five-star rating if you feel like it, wherever podcasts are found. Just search Crystal Core Radio. And shout out to Keelan, WG, Fern, Cordell, and Psycho for their support financially, the po- uh, supporting the podcast. Chris, let's just do this. We got so much Yo, to we cover. Gotta go, man. We, we got to go. go. I've been live 19 and a half hours. Last six and a half of it was watching them present incredible amounts of information. This is broken into three parts from them, which was not in the order they said they would do them. The PVE, the battle system, and the job changes. So first, we did all of the upcoming job changes. As the live stream started, since we're starting at the beginning, we saw the title screen of Endwalker, and Data Center Visit was on there. But just to get out in front of that, I can tell you, TLDR, Data Center Visit will not be here on launch of 6.0. So... Um, this will be the job changes to the battle jobs, Disciple of Hand and Land, while well, they touched on a couple of things in the, in the system changes later in, in future segments, um, will be in the live letter uh, on November 5th, the, the last live letter before Endwalker, uh, with a media tour um, that they said would be the embargo would be released in mid-October and that there would be lots of, I'm using exact quotes here, because this is, this is the most insight we've had. Uh, there will be lots of Western influencers that he looks forward to talking MMO shop with. That's what we got. Um, and then they will also be talking about PVP during that second live letter. Remember, everything we were talking about right now is still development. Some of these have ongoing things. And so the job adjustments here are um, all a work in progress, even the media tour version. Uh, last time when we got invited to the Shadowbringers media tour, we were playing an early build um and there were still things changing still moving parts so the first thing was general guidelines yeah um rather than kind of break every single job down full tool tips they said let's let's just talk about what our design philosophies were we don't have to stick to them every time but where are we headed um this is going to build on 5.0 so uh rather than trying to go back to some previous system or start something new they really like where we're at in shadowbringers uh we will be, of course, adding new actions and things like that, but we're not looking to do brand new systems and overhauls for the entire battle system. A couple of jobs got some pretty drastic changes, but um, as a whole, they're looking for this to be the next iteration of uh, thinking that Shadowbringers has gone pretty well. I don't think they're alone in thinking that Shadowbringers has been pretty well received. Um, and so one of the big changes is the primary abilities, the mm-hmm. recast times. Getting to um, this 60 second, 120 second, there are exceptions. There are exceptions to this rule, but generally, <laughs> and then they already showed exa- exceptions like, and then this is 55 seconds. I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like 60 seconds, 120 seconds. So you might see things and skills that are like 180 seconds right now drop into that 120 second, uh, you know, gap essentially. And this also accompanies like the entire theme of what we see here. So, yeah. The goal there was to make sure that when you're changing job to job, that there is a general game tempo that feels about right. It should also help groups act very cohesively. 
um, but not everything's going to line up and definitely not all abilities. This is, it's meant to be what's driving primary abilities. And so anything else, it might have to just adjust so that it fits right within a rotation. Uh, and Yoshi P said that unfortunately, even as director and producer, his, his main job, Black Mage, does not line up that well. So uh, that was his first example there. We now watch the job action trailer. This was the longest job action trailer we've had. This thing was like 15 minutes. It is posted over to YouTube if you want to watch it there. It is phenomenal. Um, you get to see some beautiful animations and once we get, and then we went over these things line by line and then they went, played it again. And it's like, okay, some of these things are making more sense now. So they started with tanks. Um, the big overcoming overall charge, uh, charges going to tanks here. We are saying that defensive cooldowns used at optimal times will grant bigger benefits, whether you're a main tank or off tank ranged attacks will no longer break combos. There also yes. is another one here that is not listed. All gap closers will be at 20 yards, not just the warrior anymore. They ended up listing that individually as a paladin, dark knight, and gunbreaker thing. I'll just put it here. Uh, and then this last segment, this last segment applies to every single role. So listen up, even if you're not a tank and you don't ever want to be one. There is two ways of balancing things ever since A Realm Reborn was made. There is a coefficient by which um, effectively magic damage is done. And then there's one for physical. And they left that in place because they weren't sure if they'd need it when they rolled into ARR. And over the years, those have gotten out of alignment. With Shadowbringers, physical's way less. And he did this little cat paw thing, so I'm going to do it too. And he said that we are now going to bring melee up to, right, up to, uh, up to our magic. And that means to keep the physical from being outrageously powerful, the potencies on all physical abilities need to come down so that they can remain the same strength. So when we come uh, into you know, this potential kind of mediator season where you start to see actual tooltips or people start translating the tooltips that he moused over there. Um, potencies for physical things will have gone down well beyond what the stat squish does. And just be aware of that. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, it's going to be okay. So that's, that's a big one. Uh, Paladin was up first. Yeah. That Paladin so looks sweet. Yes. So Paladin, uh, from the changes that they've they brought in, requisite is now going to be equally effective regardless of your remaining MP. So that's not going to necessarily impact your rotation. I think that's honestly a strong uh, move there. A three attack combo starting with Confederate is going to be added. And I'm really excited to see that change uh, for the Paladin itself. Looked they like also, it was Requiescat, Confidior, Holy, and then a new Ender. Yeah. Lots of new combo Enders just as a general rule. And also, just so you know, for those who are listening or watching along with this, the examples that we're showing up right now in the video version of this are just some of the examples. Like Chris said at the beginning, the Mediator is going to allow, uh, apparently, Western content creators. Uh, whatever among that, others. Among <laughs> others. That's we, quote. Uh, yeah, like we're, I'm quoting OGP. <laughs> Uh, be able to sit here and dive more into the nitty gritty about what exactly has changed between the job, et cetera. So we're highlighting again what they're showing. All right. I just want to make sure that was very clear at the start. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was basically uh, after that, after that requiescat and, and magical combo, there was some big swords crashing down. So Paladin looks like it's, it's going to be even better, especially as we start to adjust things to standard windows. I think Paladin is one of the jobs where I look forward to seeing if the tooltips get away from these weird numbers. Um, so let's move on to Warrior. Yes. Let's keep this moving. So Warrior uh, Warrior got some slight changes, but changes those slight you wanted. changes, um, mostly changes I wanted. So uh, damage up effects, your Storm's Eye can now be triggered by AOE combos, not just extended by AOE combos. Um, upheaval and Onslaught will no longer drain Beast Gauge. I actually 
said, I did not, I explicitly did not want uh, my gap closer to remove piece gauge because it homogenizes it. So that's the one I didn't like because under, under inner release, it's free anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but your onslaught will gain three charges now, which I specifically did want. Um, so that means, and they said, so you can be very mobile. I'm not going to be very mobile. I'm going to inner release and slam the crap out of something for that extra potency. Uh, and then inner release is dropping from 90 seconds down to 60 seconds. Now we are no longer, they showed it off and we only saw three fell cleaves in there, if I counted correctly. But then there was this new ender to the fell cleave. Um, so it looks like it's it's a, it's shorter, it's more often. That's just a general trend. Uh, a nascent flash, they said, is now going to help more when you're in off tank, but they didn't really elaborate on that. Nation yeah. Flash is already incredibly powerful. So um, I guess Nation Flash gets better. Uh, and then Dark Knight, um, your Salted Earth macro, you can get that macro slot yeah. back. Salted Delete Earth that is macro. Now going to center on you. It will center on you and make a new action available. Uh, Simulcrum, your, your, your buddy, buddy is now going to gain new actions when you acquire new actions. So it was a lot more close of a mirror there. And then delirium has gone down to 60 seconds from 90. Keep in mind that all the non-warrior tanks gap closers have extended that 20 yards just to state that once again. And then there is a separate defensive like the blackest Knight that they cast on the lovely white mage standing there idly in the job action trailer next to him. Um, gunbreaker, weren't you stoked for the gunbreaker change? Oh, absolutely. So uh, for those who don't know, Savage Claw and Wicked Talon are now going to swap in for Gnashing Fang on the hot bar. So that uh, you're, the three actions that you're doing are now a, basically a stacked action. As you use them, you're not going to have to have three separate splots, splots, spots just for those. Uh, it's like three in the morning when we're recording this, guys. <laughs> um, so that's actually thrilling because that's going to save so much space. That's going to solve the macro that I actually put in place just to save me some space and continuation still going to be that that function but it now can also continuate off of other skills as well so following burst, burst strike. strike i was that like non-gnashing thing combo yes so i was like that's gonna be so good uh also if you guys can see from the the trailer of the skills you're gonna we're gonna have up to three cartridges via a trait that's gonna be added to the gunbreaker giving you more and we also even saw a skill that actually used two cartridges so I thought that was really exciting to see, like what what how that plays out. Your your guess is as good as mine, but I think this is going to be a nice button saver from the uh, button breaker known as Gunbreaker. <laughs> All right, and that moves us into melee. Um, so first up, roll action faint. Faint is now also going to reduce from magical damage. It will reduce more from physical, and so Addle is going to be the direct counter to this, where it is now just to jump you ahead. Addle is now going to resist from both, but more from magical. So uh, faint used to be minus strength, minus dexterity. So there's some speculation around when to use it. It basically becomes counter Addle, um, and so I think those two will pair really well. Keep in mind, range does not break combos, and that physical potencies. Uh, have been lowered without weakening anybody. Um, that's just going to be a statement on any role here that they're worried about people getting that wrong. And we jump straight into Dragoon. Um, Dragoon had their AOE rotation expanded uh, and they got a new action added upon the completion of the weapon combo rotation. In general, because it's now easier to not break combinations, all that, it seems like this whole expansion is going to be about like, hey, if you do your, if you do your rotations correctly, we will reward you with a big shiny thing. No need to have a uh, an, an abacus or anything telling you you're doing things right. Uh, Blood of the Dragon is now a trait. That's a big change. That's a big change. Big uh, change. Spider Setter Drive is getting a stackable. You can have two mm-hmm. charges of that ability. 
And yeah, that's actually the notes that I had when they, they said blood of the dragon becoming a trade. I was like, it's no longer an executable skill. I was like, wow, that's a big change. And then they had a couple of charges adjusting to 60 seconds as well. So mm -hmm. it should feel a lot different. But Dragoon changed nothing compared to Monk. Monk you think has this gotten change, one of this the biggest overhauls. Is this bigger than the Grease Lightning change? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Big. Well, especially because, okay, so Chakras, they said that's going to be added in at an earlier level. Uh, Mr. Happy, I think, made a video. You said a couple of videos months, are out. Yeah, a month ago or two months ago. <laughs> talking about, yes, we wanted to see the chakras brought in earlier. Uh, but also, when conditions are fulfilled, perfect balance will now allow for the execution of a masterful blitz. This is available. Blitz is changing depending on the weapon skills used when under the effect. It almost was kind of like an astrologian's card symbols mm -hmm. in which that as you use in your forms, it builds this up and then you end up executing another ability. They've also removed shoulder tackle. Uh, so, but they have still a gap closer that lets you jump to a party member or jump to a target. So that is, I think, a, another big change overall added to this. Now, Perfect Balance uh, can now have two charges and dropped from 90 seconds to a 40 second cooldown. Wow. And the things that go off under Perfect Balance are what determines what your Masterful Blitz does. And so you're triggering this kind of series of like the ass, the way the Astro thing works right now. And that will determine if you have these yin or yang elemental things available for you at the end. So there's this weird kind of partial mudra, partial astrologian kind of, and it's and it's often. Um, so it looked fast, fast, fast. At this point, one of the things we took note of, because this was one of the first times they showed us game footage, is um, things had a lot less life. Like Mike mm -hmm. Paladin, we saw that later. Mike Paladin uh, has 190,000 life in game right now. I'm in like 525 gear. And uh, their Paladin had 47,000 life. So we'll talk about stats. But just like when you're watching any of this, um, keep in mind the, the damage squish, uh, you know, the stat squish here is very, very real. Uh, Samurai. Samurai is pure DPS. Uh, pure DBS is going to stay that way. They made it easier to be more of a samurai. So they they literally are saying, hey, let's let's make things pliable by AOE combos. Mm -hmm. Let's make new actions available on top of things. Uh, let's make it easier to keep your windows up. Let's just make you samurai more samurai. Um, so they're building upon. Uh, <laughs> and that shot us right into Ninja. Yes. So the uh, the actions linked to our existing ones there and then making it easier to keep Hutan up uh, as well as your Shadow Fang is gone. No more dot. Uh, it's just gone. And so they've they've added some actions to to Boonshin. I don't I don't know Ninja well enough to know what you guys wanted changed about it. Um, I've been leveling it. I'm having a blast on it. I've enjoyed the pacing of Ninja. I enjoyed it right from when it started as Rogue. So uh, if they are making more actions on top of this, that sounds better to me. Um, I don't know if anybody really wanted changes to some of these jobs. And then Reaper, obviously, all new information. All new. So Reaper, obviously, using the scythe and essentially attack in tandem with their avatar. And it can serve as the avatar's vessel to unleash even more powerful attacks. That has the ability to actually grant enhancements to the party as well. So a little bit of utility. But they said that it is still that kind of pure damage dealer. Like maybe one step removed from Samurai. So Samurai... No utility. You want to play a utility-based samurai. Reaper is probably going to be your choice in this regards. Uh, unique for specialized actions is going to give them the edge in specific combat situations. And the gameplay for this looks freaking phenomenal. Like the actions and yep. trades, they look amazing. Yeah, you got two bars. Basically, you got a um, you got a, a soul gauge as your uh, your top gauge there. That's going to fill with the actions you do as you charge those attacks and use them. That's going to um, 
allow you to unleash attacks with your avatar, uh, which is the bottom gauge. And you're going to, or when you deplete that, that's going to deplete by using your avatar, which your little, your little buddy, who I think, I think you might be his buddy. Uh, and once you unleash all of those, you guys are going to merge and start using the shroud gauge, that blue bar there. Uh, and that's going to let you and the avatar merge and become one. And, and there's like, Lala takes on its true form and they said it's going to look different, a little different for everybody. So I look forward to seeing how that cosmetically looks. I'm sure there'll be a handful of Reapers on day one. Uh, and then the, uh, from there you use stronger combos. And so it, it just keeps leveling up. It looked, it looked awesome. It looked absolutely awesome. Uh, when you're watching the job trailer right there, that also takes place at a point in Favnar that I would, uh, Favnar that I'd like to say, if you look out there, there's some islands off of that. So, you know, just, they just looked like kind of like really peaceful, like maybe like a sanctuary of some kind. We didn't get anything, but that was the closest we got from this whole thing. So it, I just took a note. Uh, and then we would, uh, they were worried that it was going to be too difficult for the number of people that were interested. And they said, you know what? We just don't think it'll be something to master and something to do. Uh, there's no positionals until you are with the avatar. And if you want to know what it's LB3 looks like, go back and look at the last uh, at, at Xenos in the, uh, in the benchmark was mm -hmm. what they said. Um, if we didn't mention the positional removal, Monk is also having two of its forms having yeah. positional being removed as well. So that ultimately that's going to give you a lot of flexibility and moment, uh, movement. What, what I gathered from a lot of this is there's it was a lot too of, fast to leave it positional, right? It was, you're just moving around too fast is it, that it's not, it doesn't make sense at that point. So it's like, all right, well, there you go. Uh, had a, now Reaper had a lot of buttons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like a lot of buttons. Yeah. Um, a lot of buttons that it looked like you were using. <laughs> like it wasn't even just like occasional buttons. It's like, uh, they're pushing a lot of stuff here. So we were in a physical range. Um, we started now they said that uh physical range, they actually used the term, these got orthodox upgrades. So they, they kind of considered this just, just more of the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then once again, just a reminder, the, anything physical potency did get, did get nerfed there. You're barred. This Looks was, surprised <laughs> like uh, from the image they show out of all of them the bar looks bard is just happy to huh? still be included in endwalker here uh oh my gosh they were right you didn't say you were ready to take the picture so bard there on the left is up first and we have three songs and each one will make new actions that are going to allow for party-wide buffs there's going to be a new action after apex area arrow and uh we'll move on to machinist that was yeah. it no, that, was, right. that was what you got they said bard was the one Bard was the one they named explicitly when they said they were still working on finishing things up. Mm -hmm. uh, so there could be more on that one. Machinist got a new mechanical action named Chainsaw. Yeah. And a new action for the robot. Um, and then Reassemble now had two charges. Uh, it's currently at 55 seconds. And so it moved into two charges. I did wonder, does that go up to 60? It's at 55 now. Um, yeah, so we'll have to see. And then that. obviously, and the queen, your automation queen is going to get a new action. They show that off looks spectacular honestly at the end of the day when you when we look at the the range dps i think machinist and dancer are in probably the strongest position so i'm curious to see what other adjustments happen with bard but yeah they're like yep machinist we nailed it last time we're just it's just evolving a little bit here we're good to go so there's not much to add about the machinist dancer you're yes. excited about dancer yeah, uh, the dancer and the changes they were saying what weapon skills such as flourishing, uh, flourishing cascade can actually now be shared across single target and AOE. I love that aspect. I think that's one of the things that especially when you bring up the concept of tank being able to kind of like, yes, like it helps in dungeons, right? Like when you're doing like 
the the raids and you're typically fighting just one thing like yeah that, that's where that makes sense but then you go to dungeons and it's like there is just this discrepancy among some of the some of the jobs and some jobs didn't even have a problem with it so to see that happen with dancer is really thrilling and the new actions are going to be available upon execution of technical finish improvisation and dev uh, development or development and one of the things i saw chat saying a lot during that aspect is that they've they've finally found a use for improvisation one of the things that when it came down to the job the things that they were proposing it seems like people were really excited about improvisation over you know i guess your standard finish or your technical finish Yoshi seemed pretty happy with the way Dancer was playing. He just said that people's biggest frustration was that it felt like they needed to have two separate hotbars to really use the job effectively sometimes. And yeah. so I think they were really thinking like, how do we how do we just make you keep being a dancer but with less friction? Um, but otherwise, they seemed really happy with it. So orthodox upgrades indeed. Uh, then we move on to magical. Yeah, now, that's where that oh, addle yeah. addle is is counter faint now. So those those work that way, um, and. That was that was really it as far as affecting the full magical because there is nothing that sums what each of these jobs is doing because they are all changing in a noticeable way. This category changed more than any other. Um, I think healers included. I think magical magical DPS they got new identities for the fact that they are supposed to be kind of building on. They really leveled it up. Yep, that um, they did. Let's start with black mage crowd favorite Yoshi P's main job, black mage. Uh, Enochian, or as we always like to say, Enochain from time to time, uh, will become a trait that is automatically applied while either under the effect of Astral Fire or Umbur Ice. Holy crap. Holy <laughs> incredible. <laughs> like, I am just like, I can't wait to see how that feels. I felt like the ch the change they made was fine. Like I, I, But I could see how that having it just off of my, like having to worry about it and it's just now a trait that's going to allow me to focus more on where that's at. So that's, that's honestly, I think it, that was a long time coming. Uh, also go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So they changed the rotation up a fair bit. So they did say things like proc rates, like under fire are going to be longer. Um, there is a UI change. We'll talk about in the later section where now your proc things and the job they showed was black mage. Um, you'll be able to separate that HUD element so that you no longer so have to nice. keep a bar. So these proc rates and the proc rates are longer so that you can weave more things in, um, while you're in under this action here, uh, when you're using things right, depend on specific conditions, your astral fire and umber ice will trigger new actions. One of which you can you can very clearly see there is ice and fire in that ability. So there is uh, definitely some new stuff. We don't know exactly what we're looking at. Um, Black mage looks looks like it's like oh it yeah. looks so it looks on great. Point. The it fire and so ice abilities point. and the like everything just it feels so on point. They're still struggling with the naming because they said that there was actually rules within Square Enix to kind of follow what happens when suffixes exceed what the Japanese language authors. And Final Fantasy XIV has gone higher into suffixes than any uh, other Final Fantasy game ever has. So for JP, they're working on new suffixes that wouldn't sound silly. Um, but here in the US, I assume they'll just consider making a confusing numbering system. Uh, new charges will also be added for sharp cast. Um, Red Mage, yeah. this whole job, they just said, like it seems like you just get to enjoy each phase a little bit longer. It looks like they spread it out. So like the 110 second went to 120. It's going to take longer to build your gauges, but it's going to take longer to burn them down. You get a big old shield, like a big old. Yeah. So uh, you got raise, heal, and shield brought in by the. Uh, like the a huge mage. protect went off. Yeah, it was massive. Um, that was awesome. Defensive party wide. Uh, you're. It's going to move towards lining up with the 60s and 120s. Magnification going to 120, 
just across the board looked like it was becoming utility heaven. And if it weren't for the fact that Black Mage looks good, Machinist looks good, Dancer looks good, Summoner looks good, it was like, it's like, wow, why wouldn't you bring two Red Mages? Oh, because every other job looks freaking amazing also. Summoner, this is our third new job of this Hold expansion. Up. Sorry, we, I, you jumped ahead. I, one of the another item from the red mage, though. Yep. Ver Flare, Ver Holy, and Scorch also changing oh, AOEs and becoming a part of the AOE rotations for red mage. Like that is going to be huge, yes. huge. And then yes. we, we talk. You already mentioned like how black ma mana and, and all that's changing, but that that aspect just of the AOEs of those th those abilities. Holy crap! That's exactly what I've been wanting for that job. So much all utility all the time, all the time. For holy being AOE is in addition to, oh, <laughs> right. and now we get into right. the summoner. Which, okay, guys, we got a new job, uh, third job introduced today. We actually are getting a summoner in Final Fantasy 14. True summoner, True summoner. step um, one, throw the dots in the trash. Dots are no gone, dots. no dots, stop no dots. dots, stop dots, minus DKP. Uh, you're going to be summoning actual things. Yes. Garuda, Titan, Ifrit. They did a little bit of lore dance around it. Like, we're not actually summoning because we know that's bad. <laughs> we have to slay our own warrior of light now. He's becoming the icon summoner. Um, so you're, you're going to basically call down like Arsite, Magisite looking things. It's going to summon them. They're going to cast something. And then all of your spells are going to take on their element. Yeah. And Absolutely. their kind of personality. Are they instant casts? Or do you have to stand still? Um, look like two sets were instant, so it's still a very highly mobile job, but one of the three. You can do the three magistrate in whatever order you want. They show them being done in order. And at the end of all three, you get to summon your Phoenix, do that whole phase, and do and it the all whole over thing again. Starts over. Um now you will be able to resize all of these summons. So they are kind of being aware of that. Resize the way it looks on your client. That's a I think that'll still be a chat command which that that works weird mm -hmm. and then there will be eggy glams where you'll be able to change your carbuncle into looking like any of its its grown-up versions uh that you want i don't know if those will be there on launch but that that's what was stated uh what was noticeable about this is that if you don't count like roll a roll actions or sprint or anything like that there were only 20 buttons on the bar and four of those are these basically stances which means you're really only pressing like 16 buttons so it was a really it's instant cast. It's highly mobile. It's not an overwhelming number of buttons. So it looked really powerful for how simple it was. So I assume it's the choices and things that add the depth, the, the fact that you can do those in whatever order. So you're trying to pair them with the right phase. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you've like, this is, I think what, what a lot of people have been wanting just to see like summoner kind of really become uh, something special. What surprised me was the dot removal and but oh my gosh, like I freaked out. Like this is something like they're showing it off in action. I think it's something to be really excited about. I feel like Summoner is kind of slotting uh, the difference between Black Mage and Red Mage. Still has its resurrection, even though they said that it that only survived by the skin of its teeth going into this expansion. So who knows if we if we see that continue on down the road. But uh, at the end of the day, like I, I think this is going to be something where a lot of people who haven't been satisfied with how summoner plays with the awkward timings of its dots and a couple of handful of like little issues that you that people would have with it. I think this is going to be something really interesting seeing a lot of summoners compete, uh, you know, for that slot in, in your uh, checking out Sage and, and Reaper when the game launches here in November. It got like five minutes of the 15 minute job trailer. So go watch that thing. Uh, it's, it's a lot to show. Mm. Um, healer. 
So we are moving to two different kinds of healers. Yes. Straight up. That is happening. Yeah. The party finder and the duty finder will be adjusted. We'll talk about that in a later section. There will be a two barrier healers and two direct healers. Um, that's, that's happening. We are reducing offensive cast times down to one and a half seconds so that you can, I guess, you know, weave offs and off globals and stuff. So that'll feel a lot better. Uh, the limit break got expended for, from 30 yams to 50 yams. Um, and there's going to be new actions so the healers have single target buffs and stuff to each healer so that they can each kind of take on their own personality. White Mage became functionally and visually a distinct restorative field. They got to basically drop like a lily tower on the on the ground. Yeah, um, a nice little healing tower flower thing. They lost their bind. They lost Fluidora. Yeah. Um, the the Divine Venice and their shield action, since they're not a shield healer, that, that's going to be something they only need kind of in, as a pivotal moment, becomes a charge action. Uh, and they stay as a pure healer. They're ready to go. They're good. Why well, uh, White Mage, I felt, was like was the job that's going to get the, the least amount of no, no, attention. Yeah. I'll show you guys how this works. Oh, yeah. You, you guys follow. Now let's move into Astro. That's a big difference. Yes. So this is something that we were having this like debate on. We were talking about this. We've been talking about this on the uh, podcast and on videos. But Diurnal Sect and Nocturnal Sect are gone. There is no stance for this. Neutral sect will still be there, you know, at some point in that regards, but they're going to be removed and basic healing actions are going to be adjusted to have the same effects that they would under diurnal sect. So they are a pure healer. That's the healing over time effects as well. The effect of divination is going to be changed and the seals used for new enhancements are actually going to apply to self. So like Chris said, kind of in the opener that we do believe that the, like the seals or, or like divination is going to give everybody that, that buff and it's not going to matter about the seals but the seals are going to impact you and uh and then we also see arcana minor arcana with lord of crown uh crowns and lady of crowns being split off into its own ui elements which essentially sounds like they're also getting a a, a big aoe damage and a big heal uh heal uh option as well kind of bringing maybe a little bit more in line with what the white mage could do damage wise uh yeah and then redraw will no longer be a charge action you will just get one every time you draw so you can redraw that each time you draw, you, you got, you got one mulligan, move on. Mm -hmm. uh, no need to kind of save that and think about it. It's, it's instant. Move on, move on, move on. Um, let's move to the barrier healers. Yeah. Scholar. This was the one they addressed the least of. They I know. Really this is most I, I had more. This actually left me with questions. Um, they said there'll be a unique action. You have basically an in battle Peloton. So you have an in battle thing that's going to allow you to move during combat. They have a very powerful single target buff. And then they just said, and then there's Sage. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I was like, what about what? fairies? What about like, like Summoner got such a massive change. And then they're like, yeah. And Scholar. And then there's Sage. Yeah, so there's like, Sage. I, I don't know. <laughs> there will be Scholars. Uh, Sage is a barrier healer and it can attack and heal at the same time. The way it does this is you're going to have a, a system called Cardia. Um, Cardia is going to basically call like a focus tank. Uh, our focus target and so you might cardio the, the tank and then as you attack it, it will heals. heal that person it's going to draw upon a different resources for healings buffs and damage so it's got it's got some interesting ui element stuff going on um and then once you designate that person your like your attack there's there's like a dot component you're getting a resource called gall which is going to allow you to execute barriers 
It's got a gap closer called Icarus. Anybody who doesn't know how Icarus ends means that that sounds like it's going to really escalate quickly. Um, so it's a lot of laser beams. They were really excited about the sci-fi no- noises. Looked fancy. Looked broken for Deep Engine. Looked. I mean, I. Because you no can. Because you how can cardio yourself. So you can yeah. like I'm damaged and I'm putting out healing at the same time, which and then they got it's the shield. Two thousand hit, and so it only has forty thousand life. And so we'll cover this also again when we get to the UI section updates in part two. But just so you know, like in the UI party finder, etc., there's that split out between a pure healer and a barrier healer. Matchmaking stuff will try to will work to get you a pure and a barrier in your party. So you're not going to be two barriers and or two pure. So that's just going to be how it is. So white mages are probably going to miss their astrologian friends and vice versa. So <laughs> I would say um, the, the, the battle changes, I think they were getting tired at this point. They'd run, they were hoping the whole thing could be done in four hours and we were three and a half hours in, we were just finishing up the first section. Um, so that was the end of part one and everything's battle adjustments after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, I think the healers probably will get a lot, hopefully they'll get a lot more information out of whatever the media tour becomes, uh, that they said the embargo would be sometime in the middle of October. Um, I'm hoping that reveals a lot more because I think with healers, I had more questions than answers. Uh, everything else felt like they were very, very thorough. And then they were like, yeah, and oh man, look at the time. There will be healers. Anyway, I'll see you guys <laughs> in 10 minutes. Uh, so that's part one. Uh, so, you know, wave our hands so Brian can maybe timestamp this or something. Here, here's a, what are here's your thoughts? A, here's an easy way. Uh, oh, thoughts on jobs adjustments? Thoughts on jobs adjustments. Leave at the end of this. Summoner is uh, looking crazy awesome. I have been so excited for Summoner uh, and in this regards, because like even you guys have seen me over the course of Storm uh, Shadowbringers disappointed with how Summoner plays. And I've gotten some flack for it, uh, but <laughs> that's just how the, the community works. Like, you know, there's always going to be somebody's favorite something. And for some people, some, some people really like Summoner in, you know, Shadowbringers. And uh, to those people, we're just going to be oil and water. Like, I'm like, I, I really do miss the Summoner prior, prior. But I was like, I hope this means that we're going to see some big. Mr. Happy did the uh, interview with Yoshi, uh, Yoshi P talking about why would we do ugly um, work on the eggy glamour system, implying something bigger was coming for Summoners. And thank goodness that my hopes were fulfilled. I was like, well, maybe this is an opportunity for Summoner to become like something like it was in Final Fantasy 11. Like you would have the, you'd bring out these summons for these really big hits and then you would go about your day. So the, the changes overall have me excited. Now I've stated a couple of times, my plan is to play Reaper and, and Sage, uh, especially get them through the story. And then essentially, I think what this tells me from this reveal is that my next job that I hope to level up is Summoner. Like that's really what I want to do. We've got plans when it comes to that. Um, all the casters, I, I think fan, look fantastic. All the tanks look fantastic. I'm with you when it comes to healers. That is literally the first, like, okay, what does this mean? How is this going to feel? Uh, I'm not, so I'm not worried about white mage at all. Astrologians, the big question mark scholar is the biggest concern. And Sage, I think is probably going to be OP as all get out, um, because it's in a new job being introduced. And then finally, when it comes to the melee jobs, like a Reaper, I think is, is what stole the show for me in the theme. Um, and then the rest of them, like, I'm, I'm just not a melee guy. Monk actually looks really fun though. I said that over Does and over Monk again. I was like, Monk good. actually, I was like, one of the things I've struggled with Monk is like, I don't understand what it's trying to be. I don't think it knows what it's trying to be, but what I saw with what they presented was I was like, this looks like a unique job. You know, this actually looks different from everything else. And so I'm excited to see how that overall 
feels when I uh, would get to leveling it. Yep. Outside of the MSQ requiring that you delete a warrior jobstone, my plan was to be a main warrior regardless of, of today, uh, next expansion. But I am definitely a warrior main. Paladin is the tank that feels the least natural to me, and it looks like it's the one that took the biggest set of changes. Um, so I'm really excited about the tanks. I'm interested in seeing what the healers become. Being a tank from 6.0 to 6.1 is going to be a negative Q time. I mean, I, yeah. it is it is literally all but like, hey, uh, let's get you to the front of the line. Let's get you straight into the duty. Like it, it is, it's going to be fast. Um, that's where I want to be. Oh, Yoshi P's so, calling. Yeah, he yeah, says I need yeah. to log in right now as a yeah, tank. Yeah. Okay, like we're we haven't personal. Duty, Duty actually already commenced. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind logging in, uh, so <laughs> you can it's... bypass the login queue to the game. <laughs> you're ready to rock and roll. So uh, I'm looking forward to the tanks, and uh, it's it's exciting when you pair this with the system adjustments in part two. I think there's a lot of really cool things coming this way, um, and it definitely feels like it's building on a lot of the feedback that players have have had. I'm sure there'll be new rounds of feedback. Uh, there's definitely going to be um some areas there's some new drama waiting further into this yes uh, but the battle system doesn't feel like it's going to be the source of the drama uh, not so yet we'll see a great we'll, we'll part see. one we'll we'll have to go yeah well reddit will probably feed us plenty of topics to talk about this coming week so we'll have some fun with it regardless all right let's dive into part two guys if you're here as a part of the highlight be sure to like favorite subscribe and share this is brad and chris for work to game and if you're listening to the mp3 audio thank you so much for being here be sure to like and rate the podcast, but let's go ahead and dive into part two battle adjustments. You can check out part one over on work to game and also part three. This is going to be recorded as we're filming. This is one whole podcast in a row, but uh, so the only awkward sentence in that I've said here is for those who have been with us this whole time, listening to it live, reintroducing the, <laughs> the show middle way through Chris, why don't you break it down for us? Battle adjustments, part two, live letter 66. So um, we're going to start with raid finder. So for people that raid finder and savage, all of you that play on JP, uh, party finders will be dealt one of each healer, a barrier and a direct. And if this makes the, it longer, you're welcome to use the party finder system uh, like NA and E you do. Uh, the party finder will show the healers. They showed the UI and it will have, they showed as two separate rows of what you do. Uh, players will now also have the option to, um, to, you know, align with players who have or have not gotten their weekly rewards. I think that'll be really nice, especially because they're changing the way the reward system works a little. Uh, and the search results will no longer include the results for uh, like those one per job, that that whole mess. So they're mm -hmm. just trying to like clean up the way you you use Party Finder and make it a little easier. I think the UI looked a lot cleaner. UI across the board, it shocked me how much of UI updates we got from this. The level of UI updates looked like those kind of late late expansion UI updates we get, we're like, oh, this is nice. They have some free time. Um, so the fact that they did that like at the expansion, very, very cool. So no longer including party members, you cannot join due to the one per job requirement. They'll just clean that up. So you're not scrolling for days. Um, man, you get the people selling run saw for, for real money out of there. Party finder is going to be a pretty place to be. Uh, <laughs> duty, duty reward adjustments. The trials, uh, we have too many weapon types now, guys. So now in addition to a random weapon, we're going to have some coffers, uh, some weapon coffers drop in addition to, uh, and then the fourth turn in high-end raids up to 3.x, so our, our heavens are, but the fact they phrase it like this means it'll probably be a sliding thing as we move into future expansions. We'll now drop a weapon copper, coffer in addition to the weapon reward, and up to 4.x are now going to do gear as the coffers in the same way Eden Savage does. Um, so that'll just clean all of that up because we've got 
we got too many jobs now and people are going to want to level more jobs. So they're just cleaning up the way loot works. Um, I think that was something we saw them make a consistent change with the way the extremes worked a little while back and just say, you know what? It is weird that the system changes depending on what you're running. Let's find what works and let's make it across the board. Uh, and then this is where we found out that the conditions enhancements can now be isolated on your HUD, meaning on your HUD, if you want to, you can isolate um, your buffs, your debuffs, your status effects, and now your conditionals, those lovely, lovely procs. And then ground targeting. I assume that as a controller player, the ground targeting, this has to be a game changer for you. I'm going to have to go and play, obviously, with from a controller perspective, with it to go hands-on, because what I've done is just macro the ground targeting skills, because that was just always the easiest aspect. So Just if place it on target. Just place it on target, because that's where it wants to go. Or I always did it to where if I didn't have a target, then it would operate with the ground targeting so that I had that option if I wanted to individually place it somewhere, or I wasn't going to be like fully reliant. Yeah, I guess like exactly. Um, you know, so if I wanted to set it somewhere, but at the end of the day, I'm happy with it. I can't. I don't think Doton needed a macro. Don't I think it always just that? put it. No, it always placed it at your feet. Oh, okay. Because of how how uh, how ninjutsu worked. But regardless, uh, like they showed the obviously it off a little bit. You can't you can't place a, a thing outside the range. So when they showed ninja teleporting with this aspect and turned on huge benefit Dotan's so, always feet what's up Dotan's always feet chat yeah, yeah. chat knows chat knows cool <laughs> chris the master ninja <laughs> he's like nope nope that is not who i am um so i'm excited and thrilled that, uh, for that change i can't wait to see how it feels in the in in the long run but all, all good things the more than anything the change that stands out to me the most the highest one is splitting off the conditionally based actions it's acting as a light or a weak and power aura that that's what people are relating to it from world of warcraft so you i can take that ui element i can make it bigger i can put it somewhere that it's like okay yes i'm in a conditional phase i need to make sure that i fire that off especially for things that aren't 100 percent proc they aren't combo based they're oh it turns out you, you you actually proc that arrow let's go ahead and make sure that i fire that off and communicate that to myself so the way this ground thing works for you keyboard mouse players is basically you'll press the button once and then you'll drag your mouse off in the direction you want it to be at max range or whatever. If you if you want it out there, it will stop at that point. You're going to have to enable this setting. And then you press the button again and that will confirm. So there's our ground attacks. That'll be really clean. Um, now, from here, healers. You need to know when there's an action to do. And right now you have to choose. You either have all the health bars on all the time, even when they're full, or the health bars are there when they're less than full. But then when somebody dies you don't necessarily notice. And so in areas, especially like relic areas, we might leave people on the ground accidentally because we don't see them. Um, now, an incapacitated player, uh, their health bar will show just like a person that's taken damage to, to let the healer know, hey, you have you have something you can do to help this situation. Uh, and so you no longer have to have the full on there. That's, that's gonna make a big difference for healers. Um, and then we're also going to make sure that for healers doing that resing, that when you are casting something that targets either a an enemy, uh, which are letters, or mm -hmm. an ally, which are numbers, it's going to say what you're targeting. So you see here in this in this screenshot, there is a healer casting a raise on the person in the position two in the party, the paladin there. Uh, and so that tells anybody else, hey, if you're casting raise and you see a two, there's two twos going out. So stop it. Uh, the question was, well, what about like instant cast? What about swift cast? Well, it's instant. Like we can't we can't go that fast. Um, but if there is a cast bar going off, uh, this should help you avoid like wasting a whole cast where you're both taking the time to hard cast raise to raise the set same person as opposed to one of you cutting off your cast and switching to somebody else. Right. 
And that that for me as a healer outside of the swift cast aspect because swift cast is instant they can't do it there but the fact that it's like oh i'm raising two okay i know i need to raise three because i run into that a lot especially when a lot of raises have to go out and and then you act you factor in like a you know the red mage and it's oh they got them person you know like the red mage could focus on somebody who i'm not almost done raising so it's right. not wasting that time it's gonna be right because they'll beat you to it huge <laughs> oh the, every time they'll, they'll beat me to it every time every time um this uh -oh. is a big change for me also especially when like you think of uh, boja big yeah. zones lots of players things could be like oh no i didn't know they were dead um without having to have like always on hp bar you can now show uh hp bar when it's at zero so that way if they're just lying dead that's going to be a little bit more visibly visible visibly easier for me to be able that's to find the, them and target the them. default if it's less than 100 so there's no separation for one to 100 for people who are like i don't want to res people you're mm -hmm. going to see those now um so that's where that comes from absolutely at this point we start talking about um content changes so uh unreal trials they are temporary content they are where we get a we get a fight for the duration of a patch there will not be one from 6.0 to 6.1 we will get our first one of endwalker theoretically with 6.1 um, I say theoretically because it feels it feels a little early to just count that as done. But they stated it <laughs> scheduled to be reintroduced. I would have been like scheduled to be reintroduced when we get to it. Um, they got a lot to do, and then uh, and then they talk about belts. We have talked about belts a lot. Many of you already know how this works. Um, we can sum this up super fast. Basically, you don't have to do anything to prep your belt. But let's talk about what happens. What is going away? Um, besides the fact that we will not have belts, which are not a cosmetic slots. So they were never holding up your pants anyway. Um, you will no longer be able to extract materia because they will not spirit bond. So if it has hundred percent spirit spirit bond, that's gone. If the belt is equipped to a slot that's going away. So if it is equipped by a retainer, it is equipped by you, or it isn't an armory space, it will be launched onto the calamity salvager. It will keep its materia. It will keep the person who crafted it. It will keep all that. Um, it's storing that they are literally going to hard code to just pull your exact belt. They're going to go put it over there. Um, you will no longer be able to extract material from it. So you'll want that to do that first. Obviously, there'd be no reason to buy and sell. So that'll be removed from the market board. So no ability to buy and sell them. Any leave turn-ins, even if you pre-pick up a leave to turn in belts, there will be no ability to turn in belts. Uh, the supply quest for your grant company, so the crafting of belts, that will not be an option anymore. Those will go away. So you don't need to hold on to those. And then if you have a coffer that drops belts, that will not work. But what you still will be able to do with all of these belts on the Calamity Silver Salvager or in a retainer inventory, Chocobo Saddlebag, your bag, is you will be able to retrieve materia that's still on them. You'll be able to vendor them. You'll be able to desynthesize them. Um, you will be able to do an expert delivery. Uh, so you can turn those in for grand company seals. Uh, and then you can, of course, delete them. Uh, so you can discard those on the ground if you'd like. The Eureka speed belt was asked about. Um, they will be replacing that with a ring. So they, you will have that speed uh, available. Um, and that'll be an exchange that you do there. Now is another category that we've talked a lot about. Downscaling of values. The difference in your gear attributes from level 50 to 80 is going to be reduced. The overall HP and damage values will be reduced. The potency of meals, medicine, and materia will also be reduced accordingly. Adjustments to the maintain the balance with consideration for downscaling of various systems is going to be taking place. So they show it off. Like your paladin, you said it's like at 190. Like it's got a lot of life. Paladins around level 90 here showing around 47, maybe 50,000 uh, life overall. A lot of damage numbers being reduced. This is just happening across the board. And so I like for me, like this feels like, okay. And people are asking, why are they doing this? Uh, it's to help with the packets 
Uh, they've been having, you know, right up on that, that threshold. So when they look at how to make the game last like another 10 years plus, uh, this is something that they want to do now so that they because uh, they've been running into that that threshold for the packets, just sending big numbers across for damage where it's like, okay, so they're going to cut that down. They're going to scale that down. And uh, so just don't worry about the numbers you see on the screen. <laughs> screen is my voice cracks uh, because all of it's changing. The enemies are changing. They're not going to take longer to die. They're going to, it's going to feel pretty good. They say about an hour into it, you're not going to even notice it anymore. Um, the, I mean, we did see it drop from fifth. The biggest damage I saw get done uh, on any of the flying texts was 25,000 to put that in perspective um, that I saw. I, I mean, I wasn't watching every single number. If you are an undersized, they do have an enhanced echo now to kind of make up for this. But uh, they said some of the the lower level stuff, right? If you if something is is has ten health and you're going to cut it in half down to five, you have to you know, and it was like you might have to choose. And so sometimes something might feel like it has a touch more health, and so they're trying to to buff that up. But their 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 goal is that consistency. Their goal is to get that where it's supposed to be. Um, we'll just have to see exactly how it feels. I've lived through several squishes, uh, and wow, it works out fine. It's going to be fine, but you are going to see yourself go down to roughly that fifth of where you are. Um, XP is also getting scaled down, and it's also going to be just something they're not tracking as often. So in dungeons and stuff, trash will no longer drop experience. Uh, and instead, that amount of experience will all have been moved to the boss. And so it, uh, we're dealing with less experience per bar anyway, so no need for these like 36 million experience. Um, and then we can just track smaller numbers. It's fine. Uh, and trash will no longer be something that we kind of need to farm up, just get to the boss. In most, in like, as soon as you get into like, especially Stormblood and Shadowbringers, there really aren't are pools that you're skipping versus not skipping, so it should work out to exactly the same time. The dungeons, I think, are going to feel most different are like when somebody pulls something you didn't need to in Castrum or Praetorium, where there is this hard difference between somebody who's on their first time, doesn't even know where to go, and people who have really optimized this, like, we don't need the trash, the boss is going to give me the experience regardless. Um, so Castrum and Praetorium, I think, somehow lost in all this but they are they're already in a rough spot they've said that they want to address them we'll see if they ever do uh and now if you don't stay for the boss you're not going to get anything so just note that um this that is the was, next one that, that was, that was part, two? part two that was part two how Ooh. do you feel about ui battle system changes quality I, a lot of quality life on the front a lot of quality life i love that uh we're getting again those those proct uh abilities like having those kind of show up and i can split that out is massive um the the aspect of the stat squish and and whatnot like all of this is like okay we're good like it's been explained i don't think it's going to be anything to be worried about uh so i'm i'm you know most like most of the people i talk to are worried about it They're like yeah okay everything gets slashed like the same kind of concept when we went from 1.0 to 2.0 they said hey we're going to just take off a digit from all the gill that everybody has going into arr I think that was the right move. <laughs> so it's like, yep, keep the economy roughly in scale. And uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, like I, I was surprised by some of these changes. I'm very excited to see some of these changes. And I didn't I didn't get anything, anything bad out of this segment out of this section. The casual offhand remark after these changes and the section after this was repeatedly, these are the things that allow us to set up for another 10 years. Yes. Um, so alongside things like the Oceanic Data Center, Data Center Visit, all the server infrastructure. Um, these are the things where they are, they're setting up for the long haul here. So for, um, to be paired with something that's being called a finale, I think this is a constant reminder 
um, that things like this, if this really was the end, why would you spend a bunch of time on this? Just push through. Now, before um, we, so. now before we jump to the next section, casual nerd Jason's writing with XP changes. Did they mention whether leveling to 180 is going to be any easier or quicker? And I could say they didn't mention it, but honestly, if you're worried, this is the time to level because if it gets easier, it gets easier. But if it ends up being where, because I would say from 70 to 80 through the dungeons, that experience is pretty daggum ridiculous. Uh, so ultimately, like I could see it maybe being slightly more challenging, uh, taking a little bit more time with all the adjustments. It's a risk. It's going to, you know, but they didn't they didn't say like one way or the other, like, oh, it's clearly easier or nope. <laughs> so in theory, it could just be scaled, right? In theory, yeah. something took a thousand experience and everything granted 100 experience. It took 10 kills and now it takes 100 experience. Everything grants 10. In theory, it all works out the same math. You're just tracking smaller numbers. Um, a lot of these things like leveling roulettes and frontline roulettes at the low levels where the rounding is going to be really goofy. They're already leveling you two, three, four times. So they're already broken. So mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to notice the difference. We don't really have that many speed levers in the game. And for new players, MSQ is already just a broken level of experience. So for new players, it's all the same. And that's the group I would most worry about. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see, but it's a good point. Uh, I don't know. All right, let's go ahead and intro part three. Hello, everyone, and welcome. If you're watching this uh, live, thanks for being here. But if you're watching this as the highlight for part three of Live Letter 30, oh, not 33, 60, 66. It's four in the morning. We've been doing this all day. But uh, guys, we're going to be talking about these changes. You can see here clearly on the screen HQ item removal. I think this is going to be really kind of an interesting topic. So it's be sure to. Thumbnail. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to weigh in on the in the comments of what you guys are thinking about this section. Like, favorite, subscribe, and share to work the game, and also all other channels we got: Gaming Kinda, Ginger Gaming Radio, and Ginger Prime. Let's dive into it, Chris. They're removing HQ items. Let's actually get. Oh into the my God! Pause everything. This light made, the world on fire. I was uh, like, "What the it. hell?" <laughs> that right, was my reaction. Right. Scroll down just a little. Let's get into the here. detail. Okay, there will be some items that are no longer available as high quality. Uh, I am over twenty hours into a stream during which I went and got two resplendent gathering tools, and I can tell you, um, this would make that experience different. I can see parts of it as positive and parts as negative. A lot of this is we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but there are certain items that are no longer available as high quality. Those will be all those items I gathered for the resplendent gathering tools, all the things that come off of enemy drops, all the token exchange materials and non-craftable materials. If you still have high quality and you go into Endwalker, they will stay high quality. They're not going to downgrade it. You've always been able to right click lower quality and then you can do that and merge the stacks if you're in 6.0 because it will all do nothing except except not stack. Um, so you'll have to have to condense it down anyway. And I can tell you, I generated something like 350 inventory slots past what I could sell off. And a lot of that is there's a high quality and normal quality version of every single freaking thing. Uh, and so, but doesn't this nerf the entire crafting system? No, all the intermediary steps will still create that complexity. Gear will still be able to be created at half uh, at, at high quality. Um, and so those remain functionally unchanged. Those have not changed at all. Um, so it will affect things like, doesn't this make gathering a lot simpler? Yes, because we have a number of, of abilities that affect how our high quality works. Um, mm -hmm. And those will be adjusted to increase yield, but we already have things for yield. So I mostly just have questions. They did say fishing was going to move to something that made more sense. I'm hoping weight. Um, in my mind, uh, 
but you know, I mean, collectability works fine, I guess, but I'm hoping wait, and it will set a different parameter was the phrase that they used. Um, quests, challenge log entries, and achievements requiring high quality will be adjusted. I'm hoping just something with collectibles. I think it's weird that we don't have more in that way. Yeah. But all of this will be in the next live letter, which is November 5th. November 5th. Um, two oh, weeks yeah. out from early access. So that's a big deal. Now, this one, this is this is where the internet's going to explode. Well, this is, this. we were getting some hot debates. I think I lost a lot of subscribers on Ginger Prime because people are mad that teleportation fees are no longer going to be kept at 99 and you're going to be calculated based off of the distance. Okay. Uh, and so essentially you're seeing teleportation prices fall across the board, but they're also going up in certain places. And the question is, is like, is this fair for players? The Essentially the term average player in the game itself. So the previously they had an algorithm for calculating distance between points, but it was capped at 9999. They've released that cap so things can go as high as they go. What does this do? Well, while I was doing all that gathering today, I probably spent at least 200,000 gil in teleport fees. It would have been much more. Um, so for the people that say it's hurting the casual player, just think of all those materials I generated and I would now have an additional $200,000 in 200,000 gil in buying power. So it scales. Um, and when I ran my leveling roulette today, I got almost 12,000 gil for running my leveling roulette. And then I decent all the loot that I found in it, and that actually sold on the market board for another over th like thirty thousand gil. So I made forty two thousand gil in twenty minutes. Currently, cookie dailies with high quality, which is is going to change the way all that stuff works. But currently, that's one hundred eight thousand gil a day. And Yoshi P has said that cookie dailies will not even be worth doing compared to what we can do in in Endwalker. Of course, maybe he meant that was because he was going to delete high quality. So I don't know, but that is somewhere in the ballpark of 75 teleports from Costa del Sol to Kugane or 650 uh, for the lowest price shown here from Costa del Sol to Camp Bronze Lake. This is not a big deal. I said all of that to say this is not a big deal. This is not a problem. Give our money use. This is going to drive up the value of hunts so that we can have these teleportation tickets. They said teleportation tickets are going to change how they work. Um, hopefully that makes that system more interesting. I hope they get tracked in a currency tab. So I'm not carrying the fact that there's going to be multiple kinds. Um, it's going to be based on distance. It's going to be fine. Yeah. All, other games uh, all have that aspect to it. More distance equals higher fee in that regards. And I think the only thing that the people are upset about is that it's actually a change. And uh, they're, they're forgetting that when you're leveling and you're playing and the average player, et cetera, they're not traveling, you know, to Kugane right from the start. So they're spending very little guilds and the game's throwing gill. Throwing gill. Them. And then essentially it's going to then incentivize a lot of things. It equal, it hits everybody equally. So ultimately like players who are like, oh, I've got gills. So they're just teleporting around and, you know, put, making that donation. Uh, that's going to help keep inflation down. And it's then going to help benefit the average player so that when they come in and play the game, there's just not this absorbent amount of gill in the system that prevents them from engaging with the markets in the first place. So I think overall, it's actually going to benefit the average player more than it's going to uh, theoretically, you know, impact them negatively. Yeah, rampant inflation hurts people who play less because what happens is you sell something for today's value and then you go to spend that money six months from now and that amount of money no longer means anything because we've all continually made money and never had to give it up. So everything has gone up in price. And so um, 
the inflation rates of MMOs is alarming when you compare it to real world examples. Uh, but they went on and on about like, why do we charge for anything? Well, we're constantly giving you an infinite supply of money from quests, kills and all that indefinitely. Um, there has to be a back and forth. This has to be a cycle. It can't just all go out and never come back. Um, and then lore wise, of course, you know, you can say it's Ethernet maintenance and all that. But speaking of Ethernet, the Ethernet UI inside of Capital Cities, super, oh, super dude. cool. This UI update is what I've envisioned this. And they said they've been working on this for a long time. So this wasn't an easy fix. And if anybody's used to the menu, now you can go and click on it and it brings up the map. So you don't have to have these memorizations of what, okay, this one's this place or this one's this place. It literally brings up the map. You can select where you want to go through a drop down menu on the left side, or you can click on where you want to go on the right hand side. Like from it, anywhere. From anywhere. Not even from a crystal. Well, I think to access the Ethernet. Open it up, right? Oh, yeah, to open it up, you access the Ethernet. So okay. you, you, yeah. So it is still the Ethernet system, um, because the map. That's what I was asking earlier. Well, the I map system that. already works like that. You pull up your the map, and you just can click on an Aetherite and teleport there. But this is within the city, which is great because it brings up the city map, so you see exactly where you want to go. Yeah, it's this is huge. And they even showed quest markers on some of them. So like yeah. it was like a live map because sometimes I feel like the, the gathering maps don't like I can see the gathering map, but then it doesn't show my quest icon. So it seems to be like a live map. I can it's a see live map. where the quest I was. Um, it just seemed way better just across the board. It just looked way better. Um, now, Fisher's intuition uh, when you're talking about big fish, one of the problems they've had with the auto logout thing is that like if you're waiting for certain weather conditions, so you're just kind of sitting there idle because you don't want to jam your inventory up, uh, you get logged out and that, that ruins your progress. So what they've done there is that just won't, this won't be in effect till uh, 6.0, but they've just said, Fisher's intuition just won't fall off from logging out. It'll just keep building and that'll avoid penalizing them. Um, and then due to congestion, obviously like they can't let you create a character on Aether. They sure as crap can't let Primal and Crystal people just come over and they don't want us going there either. So um, unfortunately data center is, is going to have to be after 6.0 um i think that makes a ton of sense it makes sense uh, but it's no less disappointing so yeah. hopefully they're able to get their silicon yeah, they talked about they talked about it later here but talked about like we looked into the cloud uh there's certain things that it would give us but there's just it would actually cost us way more the game wasn't engineered with cloud servers in mind so you know being that they're in it for the long haul they don't they're not worried about scaling up super fast and scaling down super fast so they want to they want to own it. They don't. They don't want to sit here and rent their servers. So they want to own yeah. their servers. So they talked about. They've looked into you know possible cloud partner. They've looked at all sorts of things. Um, they, they're just they are where they are. Yeah. Um, tough spot. So now, what's upcoming? Tokyo Game Show, uh, October third. I don't know why they went in this order. So that'll be um, Yoshi will be going and visiting houses. But October 2nd, the day before this, um, Yoshi will be giving a talk um, and it will be live translated. And so talking about the appeal and potential of a RPG. So that definitely seems worth worth tuning into. Um, with November 5th jumping out, we do have the next live letter. Uh, remember that in between there, they said mid-October, there will be a media tour embargo um, lifting that's all they said. Uh, and then uh, the that next live letter will address Disciple of Hand, Disciple of Land, PvP, system-related updates. The weapon design competition going on right now will end October 4th. Right now, there is a 50% off on um, 
collector's editions. So if you want to go back and get some of those mounts, I know I'm missing a Realm Reborn and Heaven's Word have always been on the fence. So if you want to go get those, like that top left one there, that's Stormblood. Top right, that's, uh, I don't remember which one. Bottom right is, uh, is Shadowbringers. So like these different items that you mm-hmm. get could be could be worth picking up if you've always been on the fence on that. That'll be through September 30th, so you don't have to decide today. Um, there's a whole bunch of new merch. They pushed a ton of new merch, um, new albums and and vinyls and a doll. A doll, like a thousand dollars, and won't be here for a year. Um, the Final Fantasy 15 crossover event going on right now. Um, back scratchers, back scratcher. I was just scrolling. Uh, I didn't pins. know if I had a, that. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Sorry, I didn't, right. I didn't so the Final Fantasy moment. 15 crossover event ends October 18th. Uh, get your car, get your car, get your car, get your car, get your car. The Dragon Quest uh, collab is coming back. We haven't had yes. that in four years. That'll come back on October 19th through November 11th. Um, so, th- so through the week before the expansion. So that's um, that's worth doing. That had a big goofy helmet that I still have in some retainer somewhere. Uh, a couple of them. And, you know, a, a minion and yeah nice little stuff so i think that's i think that's it oh yeah um, we, we had all the stuff that they're they've got yeah, a lot of stuff for sale they got a lot of merch and, and a calendar in case your computer does not or your phone does oh, not those have. dolls are expensive because they're high quality Chats well and it, they're like yeah, this they, is custom made because you the pre-orders end in november this year and then they they will deliver them by december next year so like that is that is quite a you know quite a trip but a different kind of collab so that brings us to the end of, I mean, that's, that's everything they talked about. Chris, did we make it an hour? We've made it more than an hour, an hour and five minutes. So we've oh, almost, almost, I know you said Six you're going to try to go summarize this for gaming kind of even faster. I mean, we got it down to a sixth of the time. I'd love to maybe, maybe see if I can cut that down by half again. Yeah. <laughs> so go subscribe to gaming kind and see if Chris can get it done. I'm sure the comments are going to be like, why are you going so fast? <laughs> I can predict it now. What's what, what would be your top three takeaways from uh, this, this live letter? Um, it, They continually reminded us that a lot of these system changes that people are worried about, they said within a couple minutes or a couple hours, you're going to realize that it, it's, it's fine. You're just immediately going to feel at home. Uh, all of the jobs look like they're getting some love. And so the jobs that literally look like the, the losers in here is because they didn't have information. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because something bad happened. It was just, I just have more questions. Um, so I think scholar and bard looked like I had the most questions because they had the shortest yeah. portion of the presentation. So, you know, let's at least wait for the media tour and then let's wait for the freaking content. Um, I think, you know, I was already ready to play Endwalker and 63 days felt like an unbelievably short amount of time. And now 63 days feels longer. So somehow I've been streaming for 24 hours and I feel like Endwalker has gotten further away. Um, Cause I'm excited. And this is all before we talk about narrative. This is before we talk about story. This is before this is the, the, the content, right? People talk about story being the most important part as this kind of, but when you look at the total number of hours we spend in the game, it's a very small percentage the thing. We're going to be spending most of our time doing an Endwalker. I'm really excited about all that stuff. Um, I'm pumped. I still want to know what Island Sanctuary is. Yeah, no, no <laughs> word on that. And we said if we don't hear about Island Sanctuary, it doesn't sound like we're going to hear about it in the next live letter. It's definitely not a 6.0 feature. It's going to be a, I would assume, a 6.1, 6.2 and a half, some kind of feature of that regards. Uh, for me, I would say my takeaways are uh, Summoner, Sage, and Reaper. Like that. That's essentially like I'm okay. really thrilled. 
uh, to check out those jobs and summer just kind of blew me away. Uh, so we got a special super chat. Thanks for the uh, five spot. Uh, Michael saying any housing updates. We have had, had housing updates, but they didn't really dive into it here, right? None of it today. We're moving to have a lottery alternative for some wards. Um, there will be Ishgard Restoration Housing at some point. We believe that's 6.1, but it was not ever confirmed for that. We knew it was sometime after 6.0. So no need to announce it here because we've got, we've got, we have two live letters between 6.0 and 6.1 to address that stuff. Um, so I would, I would set that aside for there. Remember, there's a big gap between 6.0 and 6.1 because we have all of 6.0, then we have 6.05. So like, the months will will go fast, but like it's a lot of content to get through. So mm -hmm. they're going to spend their time talking about the mountain of content that we're going to get before 6.1 gets here. Yeah. So that, like Chris said, some of the housing system is going to remain as it exists now. They're going to introduce the lottery system for like another part of it. And uh, yeah, and then Nishgard housing is going to be added. So ultimately, we hope that also Island Sanctuary kind of solves some of this you know, problem. But um, yeah, nothing for you concrete right now for that. So we did the Dragon Quest go lab last year. I don't remember that. But if it helps, I don't remember leaving my house last year. So I don't maybe I just don't remember. Oh, man. I People said we had I've the Halloween it. event last year. And I was like, no, we didn't. No, we did not. Before. Yeah, the Halloween was we similar. had like a tribute to it in, in the Christmas. Golden Saucer. And we and had a callback to it, uh, to it missing in the Christmas event. Yeah. And we will have the Halloween event this year, but it's not going to be until after Endwalker. They're going to have it's it. technically not a Halloween event, right? So they can do whatever they want. Yep. So that's, uh, that's going to wrap us up guys. Thanks so much for everybody hanging out live with us over here for the podcast itself. If you're listening in MP3 audio, we, we love you. We thank you for, uh, for checking out the show and hopefully you guys enjoy and check out the other uh, shows that we have here for you. And then if you're here on uh work to game, you are awesome. We love you very much. And we thank you for listening, but for crystal core radio episode 90, what a big show to do. For Live Letter 66. This has been Brian and Chris for Work to Game. Hopefully, you have a fantastic day. Hopefully, we'll see you in our next one. But until then, take care.